Uh, what's up, Through Line Nation? Chad, D- dude, I haven't had a guest in like a long time. Well, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate love it. that you were. Sam was like, you were coming into town. I was like, let's lock it in. Baby. Yeah, we had, we had talked about this before, and it just never worked out. So thanks for breaking the rules and having me. Do you remember when we did um, at midnight together? I do with Morgan Murphy. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember when Morgan went out? How mad Chris was. Oh, yeah, I think that he was like, like he did not, I don't know what it was, but like Morgan went out first and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm more bummed than you are. Like it was genuine. <laughs> he was like, I don't want one of these guys well, she's, around. She's just so funny that. Yeah. I mean, I remember just being like, oh shit. And then you won. If I was the host. Of- oh yeah. You won. I didn't know that. You must be real competitive, huh? No, but there's only three people. Oh no, I, I just didn't remember because I was having I was having so much fun. You know, I live in northern Minnesota, so when yeah. I get to come out here and do anything like that, yeah, it's it's really fun for me. And so I'm kind of lost in the the glitz and glam of it all. Yeah. So wait, you do a podcast, Cy Almondson, right? Yeah, Cy Almondson. Yeah. It's uh, called Middle of Somewhere. Middle of Somewhere. Yeah. And so where does he live? He lives in Minneapolis. How far is that from you? Three hours. And how often do you guys meet up? Uh, once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Damn. Does he go to you? You go to him. Uh, it depends. Depends what's going on in our personal lives. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we used to talk on the phone, you know, every week and just kind of laugh about the stories that were happening to us. Yeah. And we were like, why don't we just start recording it and see what happens? Now we have 40 episodes in. So, I mean, I know that's not a lot these days, but. Yeah. Well, it's great. You know what I mean? Yep. And like, all right. So when does, the, where's the pot? Where can people find the podcast? You can, so anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, anywhere. Anywhere you find podcasts, and it uh, it they always come out. The new ones come out uh, Monday at eight a.m. Central Time. So um, yeah, if you want to subscribe and listen to it, it'll yeah, automatically sure. pop up. Or well, like, what's your website so people know where to find you? ChadDaniels.com. Chad's on the road a lot. Dates. You do the t- on the road a lot. Yeah? That's kind of all I do. Yeah. Yeah. How many it's weeks a year? Probably. Uh, well, I was doing almost forty. Yeah. But I have kids. So I bumped it way down to I think I'm going to be doing half the year, so t- maybe 26. Only 20, year. yeah. I bought a I bought a lake cabin. Oh yeah. So you did. I'm only working two weekends this summer because the rest is going to be at the lake. Dude, that's unbelievable. What's the so wait? This is in Minnesota. Yep. Ten thousand lakes. Guys. Which is kind of yeah. It sounds awesome, but there's lakes everywhere. Yeah, but are the is the lake culture the same as the lake culture like in Wisconsin? You know Daniel Van Kirk. I do. So he talks about like every year he goes away yep. with his buddies to like a cabin. In on a lake yep. in Wisconsin, is that what it's like? Is there like a little downtown? What's going on there? Yeah, so this is my dream, by the way. So where I where I got mine, half of the lake is um, a state park. Oh, so it'll never be built on. Yes. So this is a pretty quiet lake. However, he have boats. Uh, I just bought it in September. But so can I'm, you have so oh, motorboats yeah, are allowed? You, yes. How motor many acres allowed? is the lake? Uh, I have no idea. God, do you see my... I'm fucking ready for this. Don't you see how ready it's, I am for this question? It's pretty small compared to the lakes near it, and that's where you go for the fun. Yeah. Right? You go over this... There's one called Ottertail Lake. There's one called West Battle Lake. West Battle Lake has a beautiful downtown with a lot of really cool kind of up-and-coming shops mm-hmm. um, because you, we have people from Chicago, people from Minneapolis that drive up and spend the summer there, and they kind of... They miss their, you know, fancy coffees and yeah, for sure. Was e- that you egg growing? white bites, <laughs> that kind of stuff? Let's make it an egg white bite. I do. Yeah. I like a good egg white bite. <laughs> I gotta be. <laughs> Wait, is this how you grew up? Did you guys some like have a little cabin somewhere? Because I never did. Okay. And then when I got married, my uh, my wife, she, um, her parents had a little cabin on a lake, and they ended up tearing it down and building their year long home there. Oh yeah. So they also. Uh, Could you live all year in your cabin, or is it not insulated enough? It's not insulated enough, but that's what I'm going to do this summer. Is it heated? Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a wall furnace. There's baseboard heaters. Um, I'm going to, you know, do all the insulation. Well, hold on a second. Yep. The most important thing is there a fireplace? No. What the fuck are you doing, dude? I, I just thanks so it. much, man. It was great. <laughs> yeah, to it was great to see why, you. Thank you. Why did you not? What are you doing? Well. I'm telling you, it wasn't about the structure because you can always tear down a structure. I get it. And rebuild. For me, it was about, I mean, my kids are 20 and 15. Yeah. But they're, I'm assuming, eventually going to have kids. Yeah. Right? Um, My sister has six-year-old twins and an eight-year-old. So for me, this was about 
being in a bay where the mm-hmm. waves weren't going to be huge, where you could swim a lot. It was about the beach. So where I live, it's a lot of riprap, which is, I don't know if you've Whoa. seen. Don't know what riprap is. Riprap is when you have to. Um, I know what riffraff is. You have, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, riprap is when you put rocks on the shoreline uh-huh. to make sure that the waves don't erode the, the gotcha. beach line all the way up to the house. Yeah. So, but that's not the case with me because I'm in a bay yep. and there's 12 feet of sand to the water gotcha. from the grass. So it's there's a nice beach. So that's what I was looking for. Fireplace is big for me. I love a fireplace. I mean, and, it's everything. And when I tear this down yeah. and maybe make my permanent home there, yeah. there will definitely be a fireplace. Do you have a fireplace at your current residence? I don't. <laughs> okay. In Minnesota? I know. But it wasn't built. It's a 1911 Craftsman. And oh, it just a craftsman. It just wasn't built for it. So I have uh, radiator heat. Yeah, which I love. Sure, you know the big ones, the iron ones that yep. are like, oh yeah, yep. that's what I grew up on. They were yep. like, they get hot. You can't touch. You can kind of touch them. Yeah, I mean it's perfect because you go downstairs in the morning, put your socks on them, go make your breakfast. Oh my god, with wooden floors so your feet get cold. Yeah. And then before you leave the house, you put your warm socks on. Dude, it's, now you're talking about it. Well, it's it. perfect. That's tight. But I do I do love a fireplace, but I just yeah. wasn't in the cards in this house, and I love this house. It's so weird that a craftsman wouldn't have a fireplace. Yeah, I don't know that I don't know that many of them did. I mean, every craftsman in LA has one. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a book here about <coughs> Los Angeles craftsman homes. <laughs> I mean, I could. I got a Cape Cod modern, dude. Um, nice. I love a craftsman house. But let's go back to the lake house for okay. a second. So how long have you had it? September 15th. Oh, you just got it. So so I bought it September. Actually, take, can you go up in the fall? I'll go back. I take it. Uh, I take ownership of it September 19th. Mm-hmm. October 11th is the first freeze of the year. Gotcha. Which sucked. Yeah. Because normally we get to November before the first freeze. Gotcha. So we went out there a couple times. We had a nice 70 degree day in September. Yeah. Brought my daughter out. She had a friend out. They were tubing out by the, you know, end of the dock and stuff. And it was, it was interesting. And I know this is real cheesy. Yeah. But I heard them laughing at the end of the dock Mm -hmm. and I just giggled and whispered to myself, worth every penny. Worth every penny. Yeah, I did. Just... (laughs) Like putting pots and pans away. No, we're there, man. Dude, that's not cheesy at all. That's the best. Yeah, it's, I was pretty pretty excited. Yeah, that's cool. Because so so when I was married, uh, my in laws when, when I was married, <laughs> they they built this giant home, and they built a bedroom for each of their kids and their families to stay in. So at that yeah, point, I mean, you can't really go. Hey, we're looking for a cabin. Yeah. You know, because they want you there and everything like that. And, so, and it's great for them to be around their cousins. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. So then, you know, when marriage didn't work out, first thing I started looking for was a cabin. Yeah. And I grew a little bit of facial hair because I also was not allowed to do that. Well, and you can't have a cabin without a beard, dude. That's true. It's like part of like the house agreement. I brought, I bought a cabin. My next two purchases, gold chain, white jean jacket. I'm going to wear both of those without a shirt all summer long. You can bet your sweet ass. <laughs> I thought you were going to say gun and then canoe or something. No. Nope. Do you hunt? I don't. No. Never Is there have. hunting up there like in the winter and stuff? Oh, there's lots of hunting, yeah. And do people like drive cars on the lake or anything? Yeah, to go out to their ice houses, sure. That's t- Oh, there's just ice houses out there? Everywhere. Dude. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be rad. I'm looking forward to it. I mean- so you didn't grow up doing that vacationing. What was like a summer vacation for you guys? Well, up? that's where I got a little bit of a taste for it. My mom would save up, you know, during the school year. Yeah. And then in the summer, she would rent a cabin at a resort one week out of the summer. And so we would go there. You wouldn't go into town for your baseball games. You just didn't. You had your menu planned and you stayed at the cabin for the whole week. Yeah. And it was a blast. That's what I was going to ask you. So, like, families that are going up for the whole summer, I always thought, I knew, I mean, I had some friends. I had one friend that had like a summer winter home. They had a second home. Okay. That you could go there for skiing because they they were skiing family and they were summer family. And I went away with them for both. But, like, I always wondered, like, I've always thought the idea of like having a summer home or like I've talked to Kate like because I don't think we can afford to buy a house in Los Angeles. I'm like, but what if we bought a house in like 
upstate New York near her folks, and sure. we spent the summer there. Then it's like, then how do you get your kids in like little league? How do people do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would imagine that would be tough if if you want to have like, hey, you want to go play baseball with the people you go to school with? Yeah, it would be so great. And yet, I would think that kids that go away for the summer then have that kind of, you know, that little bit of a two week period adjustment period getting back into the swing of things when all the other kids were around each other all summer. So, yeah, but then you're also that fucking cool fucking kid from Los Angeles who comes to upstate New York for two months in the summer and girls are like, wait, where are you? You're from Los Angeles? And he's like, yeah. And your daughter's like, yeah. And dude's like, who's that chick from L.A.? (laughs) Which, or chicks are like, who's that chick from L.A.? All all the kids get back, you know, school year. And they're like, oh, you really missed out on baseball this year. And your son just goes, smell my fingers. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I got a girlfriend in New York. No prob. She's from Canada. (laughs) Came over the border. So I'm international now. So why don't you fucking (laughs) deal with that shit? So when you say like it was corny that idea of like hearing them laugh and being like it was worth it. Do you did you always want kids? Like like I did, but not as early as I had them. Yeah. So my son unplanned greatest thing that ever could have happened. Yeah. Because I'm 44 and I have a 20-year-old so I can go I mean, that's insane. Still still do stuff, you know? Like we still go down to the uh schoolyard and play catch with a football and stuff like that. Yeah. So I you know, I um I'm very glad that my hand got forced when it came to parenting. Yeah. yeah. So, like, <clears throat> what the hell did you just say? He's 20, you're 44. Huh. I mean, I always, playing catch with your son with a football is kind of like, like, I always wanted kids at a young age. And I, I say to people, I'm like, I always want to be a dad. And, and I and other dudes are like, yeah, me too, man. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I used to, like, stop at playgrounds just to listen to kids play. And they're like, all right, well, fucking take it easy. I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, And and I never wanted to have a kid as young as you had kids, 24. Dude, I moved to L.A. when I was 24. But now that I have kids, I'm like, oh, man, if I had known my wife way before and knew that this would be the road, I would have loved to have them way earlier sure. for exactly what you're talking about, being able to like right. – experience them when you're young and then you're going to be able to experience grandkids and you're going to you know like when so your son graduated college you were uh, high school excuse me you were 42 correct my son's going to graduate high school and that's going to be 13 years from now and i'm going to be 57 sure you know what i mean yeah i mean that's hardcore my daughter i'll be 59 and if one of them stays back, I might be 60, you know? <laughs> but that's a crazy number. Did you remember, like, growing up, like, my mom and dad, they split when I was young, but they had, they also had us all when we were young. So when my mom was 40, I was 13. And I remember just being like, you're 40? Yeah. God, you're so old. I remember thinking it was so old. On my mom's, we had an epic year at my house. So my mom turned 40, mm-hmm. I turned 21. And my sister turned 16. Oh, my God. So it was like driver's license, new drinker, and then 40. Yeah. So it was- 40 is a huge number yeah, like it was, as far as birthdays go. It was pretty crazy. But my you know, clearly my mom had me when I was, you know, my parents were real young. So Yeah. Yeah. What was up? Uh, did they stay together? Nope. Nope. They split too. I think you see that a lot. Like, you know what I've noticed? And were you high school sweethearts? With my wife? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, known her since the fifth grade. Fifth grade, like, dude. We were partners in class on like projects before we ever started dating. All that stuff. So we had, we oh had all those God. stories, and it was really neat. Yeah. You know? It is kind of like when that kind of a thing comes to an end, you're like, fuck. Well, I'm never gonna. You can't have that again. Yeah. You no can't. Way. There's no chance. Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, but it's an easy way out in that divorce. I mean, there's no easier easier way out than being like, "Listen, we met in fifth grade. What do you want from me?" <laughs> right? And her, or her being like, "Listen, I've known you since the fifth grade. Like, it's enough." On the uh, divorce papers, I wrote because she got me a D on my junior project. No, I did you- not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I lo- I love like. I- I- if you knew my wife and me, you'd be like, there's no fucking way you filed for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, and you guys still live close and you guys get along well? Eight blocks, yeah. Eight blocks. You could walk back and forth? Uh, no. I mean, I don't ever make them, but they could. Yeah, certainly. yeah. That's just amazing. Like, being able to have that kind of accessibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
because there are times where she'll be at her mom's for custody like stuff and then i uh i'll pick her up for lunch we'll go to lunch and so it's never you're never gone for that long yeah you know i see her quite a bit which is great so then all right so most comedians right and i'm sure you have this conversation a lot so if this is terrible and you just don't want to talk about tell me they they get into comedy wherever they are and then they're like i'm gonna move to either they they go the route of going i'm gonna go small market like atlanta chicago san francisco houston austin before i make a jump to either new york or la right minneapolis even has a great scene so many amazing comedians out of minnesota swartzen maria um louis anderson mitch hedberg yeah i mean tig sure right isn't tig Tig, no i think she's mississippi okay yeah um but I mean, that's crazy. But for you, was having kids at a young age something that like you were like, oh, I'm just going to stay here? Or would you think even if you hadn't had kids at a young age, you would have stayed where you are? Because that's something I admire about you and about Bargazzi is that you both have been like, no, nah, man, I, I want to be where I'm from. Let me tell you something about fucking Bargazzi. I, right? f- I don't like him as a he comedian. He fucking hit both the coasts before he settled back into Nashville, and now That's he wants point. to claim it. You hear me? Are you listening, Nathaniel? Fuck that. And fuck Vandy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only the only guy who's like doing the Tonight Show throwing out Vandy symbols to, <laughs> to the football team. First of all, it that is football great, team though. sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean- Okay, but it's it is great to see somebody that passionate. But it is, but it, then you're just like, do you have anything else? Do you have anything? Do you have anything besides these four amazing fucking hours of comedy? Yeah, no kidding. Of course. Yikes, that Tennessee kid was something. He's just, dude, no one, I mean, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Because, again, I'm not a huge fan of his comedy, but <laughs> no one is just... His joke writing and cadence are so solid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He doesn't move. He doesn't change his face. Yep. He's got that dumb, really dumb looking face. <laughs> First time I ever saw him do stand-up, we were in a contest in Grand Rapids, Michigan for Gilda's Laugh Fest. I love Gra- Grand Rapids. I love Grand Rapids as well, but we didn't... No one knew. It was like Christina P., Nikki Glaser. What there, year? There were so many other people. Oh, it was a, I can't remember. It was a while ago. Yeah. But we're all there, and then they're like, "All right, this is a contest," and we are all like, "This is a fucking contest." We thought we were just you guys here you were doing a show, just doing a show together at a festival. Yeah, they do that festival every year, right? Yep. And it ended up being a contest. And I remember watching Bargatze in the back with Marin, and Marin was howling, yeah, laughing. And then um, I ended up being lucky enough to win. But the only reason I'm telling you this is because. <laughs> I listened to Bargatze's WTF with Marin. Yeah. And Bargatze was giving me a compliment. And Marin was like, I don't know. He was all right. I think he should have won. <laughs> <laughs> Which is right. I also thought that. We had the conversation that Bargatze should have walked away clean with that thing. What, what did you win? Ten grand. No way. But I was getting sued at the time, so I just had to sign it over to my lawyer. It was a long. We don't have to. I mean, it sounds like a, who's, who throws out that? I've never been sued. Oh, was it like you. was it like a work thing? Oh, you know how to say allegedly on morning radio? Good for you, because I didn't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I mean, if you do, let's get into it. Morning show, Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. I, what uh, year? I can't remember. I'm not good with years. It all yeah, kind of blurs together. Um, I go in. So I go into a bar after the show on Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Funny Bone. Yeah, at the Funny Bone, yeah. but the the hotel where they keep you as i like to they keep you they do keep you in some of those it's hotels. 10 miles away from the club so we get <sighs> so you can't really drink and then go back to the the hotel so we yeah. go to the hotel and we're like let's go get a drink at this bar next door so we go next door and it is uh my friend jeff myself the bartender two people two patrons that were on a hockey team that was sponsored by the bar and then the the karaoke host <laughs> six people total Dude, this is like a Quentin Tarantino setup. Six people total. I walk in. We both sing a song in karaoke, Jeff and I. I pay for my drinks. We leave. We go to this bar across the bridge. It starts raining. We're sprinting. We get over there. And then um, the the bartender and the two hockey players come to the same bar mm-hmm. and start buying us shots. And I go, well, this is weird. 
next day I wake up to pounding on the hotel room door. It is the manager of the hotel, Capital One credit card company is trying to get a hold of me because they think there's something fishy going on with my credit card. Uh, bunch of bunch of charges to a parking garage have been put onto mm-hmm. my credit card. I uh, go to radio the next or that morning, and I start telling the story, and I give the name of the bar and the description of the bartender that I think has stolen my credit card. <laughs> okay. End up getting sued by the bar by the bar for slander and loss of business. Now, keep in mind there were six fucking people in that bar yeah one of them worked there actually two of them karaoke hosts as well um do you remember what karaoke song you sang uh i don't that's you, f- funny that you <laughs> it would be a fun I'm, stat well i'm assuming it was bust a move by young you MC. can go your own way look at the guys in the back like fucking <laughs> <laughs> keep them on the song just swiping that card <laughs> oh it turns out so it I'm was not a karaoke guy it was one of the hockey players mm-hmm when she of course, put when hockey she, guys are like, when she put my bill out, he swiped the card. Oh. They come over. He's buying shots, and uh, the parking on your garage. Card? Yep, they bought you shots on yep. your card, and the parking garage. Whoa, was a strip club. Interesting. They put parking garage on it, so wives are none the wiser. Even though wives are always wiser, so I don't know why they pull that shit. But. Yeah, you're like, how many times did you park? Yeah, four hundred and eighty dollars at a parking garage. Yeah, we got an RV, babe. I had the RV and the boat, you know, to take to the lake house. Wait a minute, though. Here's my question. Sure. Not even a question. Can you just... This is how psychotic hockey players are. I like hockey players because they're down home. I agree. Like, I have a friend whose friend's brother plays on the Kings. Okay. So, like, we used to play racquetball together all the time in Marine Del Rey. And I was like, we, you know, it was like a Monday. I was like, how was your weekend, man? He goes, oh, dude, I hung out with like a bunch of guys in the Kings. And I was like, oh, how was that? He goes, you ever hung out with hockey players? I'm like, well, just in college. He goes, it's the same thing in the pros. These guys are millionaires. And you know what they did? They sat in a garage in Manhattan Beach. Everyone had like a 30 pack next to them or a case. And they just popped beers and told stories and probably yeah. fucking punched each other. Yeah. Whereas like, they're just a rare breed, you know what I mean? Hockey players. So to steal your credit card, then buy you shots with your credit. Like mm-hmm. they did, they went there <laughs> because they were like, let's fucking in his face. Not not nothing against you, just because that's how crazy they were. Right? <laughs> that's I, I have to think that's right. That's insane. And and that's that's by the way, that is total Des Moines, Iowa bullshit where they're gonna sue you. Because nowhere else they're gonna be like, uh, you know, yeah, it wasn't us, but you know. Mm-hmm. And if you just said allegedly, huh? That's all I would have had to say. God. And then the morning crew got fired. No way. Yeah. And the sports guy from the morning crew called me up and he was like, I got fired and all because of you and this and that, and I go. You kept asking me questions, and I answered them. Should I have known to shut up? Yes. Should you? No way. Yes. I never would have known to just stop talking about, like, I I don't know. How old were you? I don't know, years. Uh, I don't early, even know how old I am. Early 30s, maybe? Okay, yeah. Mid-30s? I can't Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And that 10K all went away, huh? Yep, signed it right over. Oh. 27 grand. Whoa. It cost me in legal fees over three and a half years. Damn. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Do you own your house, the craftsman? I do. Okay. So you've made big purchases. Because 27 k like how often do you spend 27000 on anything? Rarely. A car or a house. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's if you're buying a decent car. You know what I mean? Yeah. I subscribe to the idea, never buy new. <laughs> okay? Never buy new. Why do you do that? You never buy a new car. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that when you drive it off the lot, it like loses half its value or whatever. Yeah, but. it loses I, at least like twenty percent. Okay, but if you look at if you buy like a certified pre-owned or like a nice car that was previously like maintained by a dealership, and you get it with like fifty thousand miles on it, three years old, you're gonna have that car for ten years. You know what I mean? And it's gonna cost you significantly less. If you buy a brand new car, you think you're gonna keep it for thirteen? Probably not. No, no. So my my rule of thumb is. You buy a two to three year old car, okay, and then you keep it for ten years. Now we live in L.A. You'd be like, oh, you drive everywhere? Nope. We both work from home, so like, okay. we only put on like, 
each car, I think, like 6,000 miles a year. Well, you're not going to like this. Tell me. I leased a car for the first time ever. You are so not from northern Minnesota. And I drive a lot. So it was real dumb. So Why, do you drive to like road well, I have gigs? To, well, I have to drive to the airport to get there. How so far is the airport from your home? Three hours. I mean, dude. I know. And you're not even driving to a major airport. You're driving... You have to... Well... You have I, to two-leg everywhere you I go. I can drive one hour to Fargo, North Dakota. Right. Or I can drive three hours to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll drive three just because... You don't want to do two flights. Well, plus the de-icing of the wings. A lot of times you miss the connection in Minneapolis because you have to de-ice three times in Fargo. So. Oh, yeah. So I drive down. So I, I'm supposed to put 12,000 miles on this thing a year. Yeah. And I got it 13 months ago. And I'm at 22,000 miles. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I'm in so much trouble at the end of this lease. Dude, you are so fucked. But now I just giggle. I know I've just been giggling. You about do a lot it. of giggling. I love giggling. I mean, he's a big giggler. I love pure happiness and joy. Now, ma'am, before this man jumped out of the woods and brutally murdered your husband, is there anything you, anything can trick you? He was giggling a lot. <laughs> I heard giggling. Giggling? Uh, car he drove up in was new brand new really nice but i got in it to get away and the mileage was extremely high dude let's think about that you are already jesus christ dude you're like 11 months ahead of schedule yeah so i'm so i should have thirteen thousand miles on it because it's been 13 months never leased and i have 22 oh i know that now sure but i mean it's a business expense for you and a lot of people told me not to lease I, my and I just kept going, I've never leased and I want to try it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I won't do it again, but I did just want to experience. And I'm getting a timeshare so everyone can fuck themselves. <laughs> I can try heroin once. God, Relax. Leave it alone. You know anyone who died from heroin once? Idiots. Do you? Uh-uh. Do you? No, but like, oh, I've never done cocaine. And the reason I've never done cocaine, I think, is that I grew up a Celtics fan and Lenny Bias, sure, he did cocaine. Yeah. We had him like, and I just remember like when he died, like it being on the news, and like yeah, he did cocaine. And I remember I don't know if it was my mom like broke it down like, you can do cocaine one time and die. You can overdose like, sure. and I just like never, ever since I, I I just never went near it, and I think that's why heroin, which now you know that do you know that Kumel Nanjiani heroin joke? Huh. Oh my god, I I can't do it justice because okay. I can't. His accent is so funny, especially when he says he doesn't say heroin. He says Adeline. You know what I mean? Because from his accent, and uh, it's one of the funniest fucking jokes ever. But um, now, like my town, like kids are dying of heroin in my town, and I grew up like in a, a pretty like middle class blue collar town. But well, heroin that's why. is huge. I know that's their new that's their new weed. Well, I think they probably. I'm assuming they. Did pain pills before that? And then I don't know. I didn't heroin. keep up with them. So the reason I've never done cocaine is because my dad had trouble with drugs. Um, and I just, I couldn't bring myself to try something that would kill me. And then my mom have to come claim my body and be like, you too. Yeah. You did this too. My sister. Did your dad, da- did your dad die of he, drugs? I don't, I think so. Nobody knows if he's dead or not. When did you last talk to him? Uh, 2001 or two, maybe 2001 or two. So like 19 years ago. Really? Yeah. When was he out of your life? Obviously that, uh, that day he drove away last time, last time I'd ever seen him. What's up everybody. January 23rd. It's a special, special episode this week. Why? Because I got a guest. There's a guest, as always, this is Jay Larson here, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy on all social media platforms. Uh, First weekend of April, I'm going to be at Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont, so come on out to that. I would love to see you that Thursday night, that Thursday night after the show, meet and greet, hang sesh at the bar for Just Through Line fans. Get your tickets now. Let me know, and we'll put you on the list for that afterwards. Uh, I hope you guys can make it. I want to say thank you for always supporting me. Those of you that share this podcast with friends on social media, uh, through snail mail and in conversation. And if you're watching my special me being me free on YouTube and commenting, I appreciate that as well. 
This week, we have a sponsor, Audible. We're in the new year now, so either you're working on your resolutions or you're trying to work on them or you're just like me who are like, you know what, I'll get, I'm going to get there. Let's start next week. You still have time, okay? But no matter what your resolution is or your goal, there are the perfect audiobooks at Audible to motivate you, inspire you, whether you're get, trying to get physically fit, financially fit, be a better parent, leader, or you want to just take on some activities, Audible has it all. And to help you motivate, Audible is issuing a challenge to current and new members. Finish three audiobooks by March 3rd and get a $20 Amazon credit. That's simple. Finish by three books, by 3-3, three, three, and get 20 bucks. How easy? Not that tough. Audio members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two exclusive Audible originals you can, can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access. How dope is that now that they're doing originals as well? It's ridiculous what they're doing. I, I, I love Audible. I used to be someone I was like, I got to read books. I got to read books. And then you listen that you're listening to books, audio books. It's the best part about it. And I had had a book and it just sat forever. And I just said, forget it, dude. Um, I'm going to just get the audio book. And I picked up uh, a book called A Place of My Own by Michael Pollan, P-O-L-L-A-N. And this dude, uh, he, he, he does a lot of interesting books. He has one uh, about his relationship with food. Uh, and this one is about building. He built his own little house like Henry Thoreau. And he wasn't handy at all and he couldn't do anything. Anyway, I was like, I'm tired of this book just sitting on my shelf. I'm going to get the audiobook and listen to it. And it's the best idea that I've done. And I'm stoked that I did it. So here's what Audible is doing. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Go to audible.com slash Larson or text Larson to 500-500. How easy is that? Just go to audible.com slash Larson or text 500-500. It's, that's easy, okay? You can go check out the book I'm checking out, uh, A Place of My Own, like I said, Michael Pollan. And go get it. You know what I mean? Go get it. Uh, Audible has been around for a while now. Leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks and other audio products. Users can sign up as, as an Audible listener, which gives them the audiobook credits each month for a low monthly fee. It's sick. This is a thing. You forget, like on your commute, you're podcasting, you listen to audiobooks. You're taking in information, and it just it gives you, put it this way, as a comedian, I need stuff to talk about. And listening to audiobooks is a great way to do it. Your membership includes one free audiobook a month, exclusive sales, and 30% off regularly priced audiobooks. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more. There's so much you can do. It's ridiculous. Go to audible.com. Uh, slash Larson or text 500-500 and go make it happen, guys. Change yourself. Change the world around you. Um, I'm stoked to have them on board, and I'm excited to listen to some new audiobooks throughout the year. This week's guest. Time for some guests, guys. I can't do it all on my own. I'm excited to have this guy. I've loved him for a long time. He's a fantastic comedian you have to take uh check out his special uh dad channels and any of his music uh, i mean uh his stand-up on pandora last year he was the number one streamed comic on pandora you know what the number was a hundred million streams that's insane that's insane so please enjoy this sit down with mr chad daniels Wow. Oh, but he was, he was so, that's kind of a weird deal where my parents got divorced when I was about 15 and then mm -hmm. my dad lived in the same town of 15,000 people. He just lived probably a mile away mm -hmm. and we wouldn't see him for six months at a time. Yeah. Something like that. Same deal. Okay. Except I was two. Ooh. So my dad lived the town over, but my town, my town was like 22,000 people. Okay. And we're like 15 minutes north of Boston. It's a small town. And then he lived in the next town. We would pass his street on the way to my grandmother's, and we'd go to my grandma's twice a week. Sure, you know, and then 
And then it wasn't until I was 12 that I just stopped any communication with him at sure. all. And then when I was like in high school, he lived 40 minutes from me and I would drive and like sit outside his house and shit when I was like depressed. Oh. And then Did once, you ever knock on the door? No, but one time when I was 14, <clears throat> my mom and I were up. That's like a, it's kind of like, it would be like having a lake house in the North Shore that's like on the ocean. That's where my grandparents lived. Okay. And at the time he was like, living with my grandmother with his wife or something like that mm-hmm. and me and my mom were up there like and i go uh i go hey i want to go see i want to go i want to go down to the house and she's like i don't know why my mother was like all right my mom like like <laughs> buddies my mother goes i'll drop you off at the end of the street <laughs> she dropped me off i went down to the house i went in to my grandmother's house now by the way i was not very close to my grandmother you know what i mean my okay. dad lived there so we went, I went in through like the garage door, in through the kitchen, and then went into the dining room and living room. And my dad and his wife were in the garden, and my grandmother was on the, the porch. And I was like walking around their house while they were out there. <laughs> so weird. That is really and weird. And then I went back to my mom. I like, I, then I was in there for like maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. And then like I ran back out to my mom. She's like, What happened? And I was like, I went in the house. I don't. Holy shit. Do you think that's why you won't buy new cars? Because your dad was new? to you at one point jesus christ you would be the worst psychiatrist of all time i'm being serious <clears throat> do you think that's real let me ask you this you bought new shoes <laughs> no i i i think it's just because i'm just like looking for ways to always save money um my birthday is march 2nd and uh so is my wife's so my golden birthday was when i was two so if you want to talk about problems of a two-year-old what do you mean your golden birthday you know golden birthday when uh whatever Whatever the day is, you were. When's your birthday? February third. So yours is when you were three. Gotcha. So your parents got divorced when you were two, and then you got to fucking golden birthday when you were three. Yeah, that's a bad beat. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's my wife's birthday. Oh, really? March second. Mine too. Bon Jovi. Uh, Doctor Seuss. Doctor Seuss. Yeah, it's my fucking dog, son. All right, so back to your dad. <laughs> back to your fucking deadbeat dad. <laughs> Welcome back to Deadbeat Dads. I'm here. <laughs> uh, what do you want to know? No, what were, I feel like I interrupted you. Like, Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I was just going to tell That's the reason I didn't do uh, cocaine, because my sister also uh, got into meth, hooked on meth, Damn. ended up ODing on heroin, not to death. Really? Yeah. The D stands for dose, not death. Interesting. And uh, her friends wrapped her up in some wet blankets. And dropped her in the ER. And then they took off. And then I remember... When what do you we were, mean? They just left her? Yeah, they just left her there. And then I remember... I know. I remember when uh, we were dropping her off at rehab, and she goes, uh, I mean, after I get out of here, I probably won't have any friends. And it's like, oh, those fucking friends that left you in a blanket? <laughs> totally. Bummer. Ew, Bummer, you want to have those drag. friends. What a drag. Yeah, but she's... Uh, man, she's clean and sober for 13 years now. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, Absolutely. Because meth mean, is not easy to kick. I, I mean, I can't even imagine. Swartzen has a joke where he talks about, like, uh, someone told me quitting cigarettes. It was harder to quit cigarettes than it is heroin. He goes, so I started doing heroin, and uh, boy, are they wrong. <laughs> that piece of shit. Did, did you know, so when you were, when you started, did you start in Minneapolis then? I did. I started How Acme, old? yep. 23. Nice. I love that room, dude. Such a good room. Yeah, such a good room. Was Swartz in there still? He wasn't. He had moved to New York. Yeah. And I remember being at an open mic very early on, and everyone was like, it's Nick from the Barks Root Beer commercials. That's right. And I yeah. was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he went up, and he did a joke. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it was about um, flipping pennies into a fountain to make a wish. Uh-huh. And I was fucking bent over laughing. I'm it sure. It was so funny. And then- uh, then I saw him in the Barks Root Beer commercials, and I remember when I saw that commercial for the first time, I thought, oh, I've, I hung out with a famous person a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, totally. I really had that feeling. Yeah. Um, he took me the first road gig I ever did was I got to host for him at Acme. Okay. And he was like, so listen, we're going to go in early and we'll do the open mic on Tuesday night. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing a fucking open mic. What are you talking about? He's like, you're coming to do the open. Like he got so mad at me. <laughs> And then I get there and I look at the lineup and it's like 
I'm second to last, he's last, you know? And yep. then I look in the room and it's sold out. Yeah. Like that open mic just sells out. It's unreal. They have to turn people away every week. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. And then just having like the best time. And that's when I fell in love with that city. Such a great town. Now every time I've been back, I like have a blast. I'll go to a Twins game. That new stadium is yep. rad as Target fuck. Field is great. Yeah, dude. Yep. I literally got in for, I got in and had a beer and a hot dog and everything was $21. I believe that. It was unreal. And there's not a bad seat. No. And I stood like, if you go to right field, there's like 10 rows and then you can stand. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can catch a home run right here. Yep. That's where I stood. I got in like the fifth inning, stayed till the eighth, and then left. Plus it's the Twins, so you could yeah. buy a $5 ticket and then you could sit probably behind home plate. Be why? Because people... I mean, dude, they won the division last year. Yeah, but it's been a while and people still don't really get on board. And then you guys just signed Josh Donaldson, dude. Are you a Twins fan? I'm not. Are you a Vikings fan? I am. Is that a tough loss for you? Nah, not really. Yeah. You kind of knew it. You knew that going in? Well, if your offensive line has any weaknesses, you need a quarterback that doesn't fall down when people are breathing on him. Yeah. <laughs> that guy gets heat, man. Fucking that contract, I guess it comes with it. You know what I mean? Yep. You ever won any money besides that ten grand? Uh, gambling. What's the biggest amount? Thirty-two grand. What? Mm-hmm. Where? Las Vegas. Like a sports bet or like on the at the tables? Sports bet. What was the bet? I bet on the Blues to win the cup. How Oh, a couple of years ago? Last year. Yeah, last year. I was against some Bruins. Yep. How much you put down? Enough. Come on. Tell the people what you 2, put down. 2,000 bucks. You put down two and they grand. Were in, yep. And they were- What game was this in? Oh, I put it in the middle of the season, halfway through the season. Damn. Yep, when we were out there. You're a believer. Well, I'm not even a Blues fan. I just saw the odds, and I was like, these are interesting odds. I feel good about this number. Put two grand out. I'd won a ton betting on football. And so, um, I don't know if you remember the cup, but they ended up losing. So, Blues are uh, they're up yeah. three to two. They end up losing the sixth game, and everyone's going, you got to take even money on this. You got to hedge your bet. And I go, no chance. I go, they looked awful in pregame skate. I think they were really nervous because they knew that they were well, close you know enough. Hockey, huh? But I just was like, they looked weird, and I thought they looked, you know, nervous because they were close to winning. You need that buffer game, yeah. and then game seven, they just kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> Thirty-two. That's fucking dope. Listen, how about you? Uh, I've never won a large money. I won a lot of money gambling on sports in in like college, but when I was gambling, uh. <laughs> There was that Boston College scandal went down where, like, guys on the BC team were taking... Yeah. Yeah, and the guy I was betting through was one of those guys. Oh, like, no. So, he... One of the dudes on the team that was taking the bets, that was... All the bets were going through this bar called Mary Ann's that was all going to the mob in New York. Like, it was mm-hmm. all, like, chained down. So, that dude at Mary Ann's was friends with the dude on the football team who was friends with the guy at UNH who was friends with my buddy who I was betting through. So, I won all these bets, right... And I was supposed, I was due to get paid forty five hundred dollars. That's how much I had won yep. over a weekend, and he could only pay me literally nine hundred ninety nine dollars because he could only pay me what he collected from campus. Oh, so you're like, oh, but you still won a thousand? No, because I was paying a guy like that you call and he would tell you to bet. I paid him three grand to tell me who to pick. That's how I won all those games. He he told me who to pick them all. Holy shit. So then I was supposed to get so I paid three thousand and got paid nine nine nine, you know what I mean? But wait, if you paid three grand to win forty five hundred, that's not great. Because what if he misses on one bet? So this was the deal. It started on I, my friend at UNH <clears throat> called me and was like, Listen, man, all the guys here are calling this guy. He tells us who to pick. Everyone's betting on it. We bet right through this guy. You should do it. Because he knew I had money I had a painting business that year. Okay. And so I had all this money and I'd flunked out of college. I wasn't in school. So I was like, all right. I called the guy and it was like $200 for him to tell you one pick or two picks. So it was a Thursday night. I paid him $200. You Western Union the money. I Western Union $200. He tells me to pick. He goes, put down 500 on this game, 500 on that game. I was like, all right. They both hit. And then you call him the next day. And he's like, huh? What'd I tell you? Nice. And he's like, tell you what. Send me another, send me another three, 300. I'll give you two picks for tomorrow. And I was like, all right, for Saturday's games. I sent it to him. He's like, put a 1,000 here, 500 there. They both hit. I call him that day. He wow. goes, and he's like, look at what we're doing. Look at what we're doing. 
how much you up right now? 25. And he goes, how much are you giving me? And I said, five. And he goes, you want me for the whole year, college and pro? Send me three grand total. You got me for the whole year. And I was like, I'm first of all, I'm like 20. I'm like, this sure. guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> his, like his whole thing would be like, He's like, you want to know who you take in the Yankees game tonight? I'll tell you who. You know, you know why I know? Because I could hit a pitching wedge from here to the Yankees, the pitching mound. That's how. Like, he was that guy. So I sent him three grand. And then he told me on Sunday. So at that point, I'm up 25. He was like, he gave me three bets. He goes, put five here, five here, a thousand there. They all hit. So now it's Monday morning. I'm up 4,500 bucks. Yep. Boom. Monday morning, newspaper comes out. BC scandal. Everyone's going down. And then I called, and the guy's like, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on. We're not going to get paid out, blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know. And then I won a radio contest once that I cheated at. <laughs> I, I cheated at a radio contest. How did contest. you cheat? I was like, I was, uh, it was my, I was like 14, and I was walking to the center of my town because I used to work at this pizza place, and one of the delivery guys was going to drive me to this beach in New Hampshire okay. to meet this girl that I met the week before. So I was going to pay him 20 bucks and he was going to drive me there. And I'm walking up there and I had like a bag of like all my clothes for that night and stuff because then my friends were going to go up and meet us that night. And I had a boom box and the local radio station Kiss 108. Do you do Laugh Boston? I do. Do you do Kiss 108? You probably impress. Anyway, Maddie in the morning. Okay. He's been there for like 30 years. <clears throat> 40 years. Maddie in the Morning, it's his radio show, Kiss 108. It's the biggest FM station in, in Boston. Okay. They had this van. The Kiss 108 van pulls up to me, and there's a guy like in the passenger seat with a gorilla suit on, and they're like, hey, man, do you, he goes, do you know the Gorilla in the Morning contest? And I was like, yeah. I had no idea what it was. And they're like, basically, they would give out a number in the morning between like 3,200 and 3,600. They would put out a number. They would announce it one time. And then if you got... If the gorilla found you throughout the day, and you knew it, you got on the air, you know, you win. So they get to me and they're like, all right, so the number's between 3,200 and 3,600. And I was like, I guessed the number. And they're like, that's your guess? I said, yeah. And then like a woman pulled up in a caravan behind me, like this soccer mom. And she thought I was this kid, Jackie Mahoney. And she was like waving me over. And I was like, hey, I'll be right back. And they're like, you can't, you can't talk to that woman. We're in the middle of this contest. And I was like, that's my aunt. She's getting married in two weeks. This is not a big deal. And they're like, all right. So I run over and I go, what's up? And she goes, are you in the Maddie? Are you in the grill in the morning? I go, yeah. She goes, do you know the number? I go, no. And she's like, it's 30, it was like 3423, whatever it was, 3408. And I was like, all right. And uh, I told her like, listen, I'll give you some of the money. Like I'm 14, swing. I'm like, I'll do it. Yeah. So I go back. They get me on the call. They're still waiting. It's a car phone. They get me through to Maddie in the morning. Maddie gets on. He's like, what's up, Jay? How you doing? I'm like, good. He goes, where are you? I go, I'm out in Stoneham. And he goes, uh, all right, Jay, you know the contest? I go, sure do. And he goes, all right, what's your number? And I go, 3408. The fucking place goes like there. <laughs> you know, like they're like. <laughs> These guys, not so much. Sure. These guys were like, you fucking piece of shit. Yep. And like we get off the phone. They're like, dude, we told you couldn't. That woman couldn't help you. You just cheated. That's against the contest. And I was just like. What do you want me to do, man? You know what I mean? What do you want from me? I'm going to meet this chick I met the week before in New Hampshire. <laughs> so they're like, they call the radio up and they get Maddie on the phone and Maddie's like, Jay, listen, man, you know, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, I understand. They're like, but we did it on the air. We're going to have to honor it. We're going to honor it. And I go, all right, man. And he goes, you know, you should really give that woman some money. And I go, yeah, I cut her in from go. She's already. <laughs> so we got off the phone and they were like, they were like, um, all right, man, so what's your social security number? And I was like, I don't know. And they go, what do you mean you don't know? I go, I don't who the fuck knows your social security number? They go, how old are you? I go, I'm 14. They're like, you got to be 18 to even be in this contest. Luckily, that woman was still there. She filled out all the paperwork. Wow. And then for the rest of the summer, you know, I was like, hey, did you get that money yet? You get that money yet? And then finally, like one day, it was like two weeks before school started, I worked at that pizza place. Mm -hmm. I worked Sunday. My shifts used to be Wednesday night, 5 to 10. And then Friday, Friday night, no, Saturday night, I marching band Friday nights, Saturday night, 5. Oh. Yep. And you, you pulled some New Hampshire tail with your marching band stuff? Dude, varsity soccer, varsity baseball, marching band present in my class what so <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you're describing two different people i don't know who i am <laughs> so then sunday i work sunday mornings 10 to 10 to 5 and i'm bringing up dobins from the basement i go 10 to 5 we open at 11 
it's like 10:45. I'm bringing up Dobin. She comes in. She's like, "Hey," and she was like a cute mom. And she had a white envelope with my name on it. Literally, I'm holding the Dobin. She just stuffed it, stuffed it in my pocket. Yeah, she did. She goes, "Have a great year." And I went back, dropped the Dobins, opened the envelope, 11 $100 bills. So like after taxes, it was 2200 bucks. Wow. I took 11 hundy. And now, dude, at the time, like my paychecks were like $88, of sometimes course. 150 And all of a sudden, I'm getting dropped 1100 large. That's nice. Yeah. Your dad ever come into the pizza place? Fuck no. Well, I don't know. You know what? Maybe he goes in to get a pizza. It has no idea you work there. All of a sudden... Uh oh, dude, that was my dream. What if it was your dad in the gorilla costume? <laughs> now you cheated two times. <laughs> that dude started smoking, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna lecture me. You're a fucking grown man in a gorilla costume. What? what Don't you lecture think I'm me. I'm gonna take you serious, you piece of shit. <laughs> right. Get a fucking career, bro. That's what I was basically saying at 14. But I always had that attitude, like "fuck you." My dad left. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Did you have that kind of vibe? No. <laughs> How many brothers and sisters? One little sister. Fuck, you guys were in it together, huh? Well, yeah, it was pretty fun, too, because, you know, my mom, still very young when she got divorced, so we'd be like, yeah, I heard the new guy moved in a couple houses down. I heard he's mowing his lawn with his shirt off, and then she'd, like, look out the window, and we'd fucking peace out and be gone hilarious. for however long we wanted. Oh, really? You'd yeah. sneak out? Sure. Where would you go? Very easy. Just to other buddies' houses or just kind of to be out, you know? Yeah. There used to be a thing where you, it was very fun just to be outside as a child. Oh, my God. Of course. What do you mean? That's like, that was everything. I was outside all the time. But did you sneak out at night? Ever sneak out of the house and go like meet a chick or something Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. What we, what we would do is there was a Coke plant, Coca-Cola bottling company plant by my place. We'd sneak out hop the fence mm -hmm. and then they had these just gigantic pallets of squirt yeah and we'd try to uh we'd kind of have a war with them you'd shake them up and then you'd throw them like grenades and try to explode, explode them, them onto yeah. other people and would you get would they explode absolutely yeah it was fun i bet and then we had um an old mental hospital that was pretty close you have to kind of go through the backyard of the mental hospital oh god but they had uh, tunnels underneath the mental hospital we used to go down there and oh was, my god that your fucking freaky mind. as shit yeah would you get scared already i would be yeah. freaking out well because other kids would be down there they'd hear you climbing down the ladder and then they'd shut up until you got to them and then scare the shit out of you but. and did you know them yeah oh okay so you guys like we're all going to meet and hang out there not necessarily meet i mean it could be a different group of people but my town was so small that you kind of knew everybody around yeah. your age so dude the only thing we used to do is my i had this one friend who like you know so we both grew up pre-internet you know right and he would just find out about stuff they were like how do you find out about these things he'd be like i found this baseball card shop it's in woburn we can ride our bikes there and you're like <laughs> do you know how to get there like how do you know how he's like i know how to get we have to go on one highway on our bikes it's like a roundabout we'll be fine and like we would go and he's like all right found out about this house okay the guy who owned the house came home one day killed his wife killed his three kids and killed a lady who worked there it's supposed to be haunted i say we go and we're all like, all right. And like you get to the you get to the house and it was like this is a true story. Are you so you're not do I thought you were doing it to me. What's it? Like it the the movie? Oh no. I thought you were I thought you were doing the plot of it because I was there and I wasn't really paying attention to the plot. Is that what happened in the it? plot? Well, I know they go to a house that ends up being real fucked up. Okay. Well, so we get there and the, the it's like got that like stone uh fence or gate, okay. like a steel gate with like a a, a brick fence that has the gate on it and then spray painted on is like 666 you know from people saying you know of course we hop the fence this way and we're walking up the driveway and it's like one of those long ass huge like huge fields to the side and tree line driveway to like a mansion you know out, out on a bluff so we're all walking it's like one of those things where like you don't want to be the last one walking you know what i mean so like everyone <laughs> will kind of hurry up and, you're like, look, look, look. and so we get up to where the house is supposed to be but the house has been demolished it's just the foundation so we're just like standing on the foundation we're like this is it we're like what do you what is this you know and then there's like you know trees and then there's like this walkway that goes down to like a like a barn or a garage so we walk down there and I don't know if this is set up or something, but we get down there and there are five gravestones like bing, 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 bing. Oh, nice. And we are like, and my buddy goes, <laughs> my buddy's got a flash on. He goes, let's go get a shovel. And we're like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And we like freaked and got the hell out of there. 
But like those are the things that we would do just for entertainment, you know? Yeah. Well, you had to. Yeah. But there's always that one friend that would want to dig up dead bodies. Like, let's just see. Let's check it out. Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? What bone? You scared of some bones? Yeah. We got to we got to figure out if this is uh if this is real or not. Could you do that? Dig up a dead body? Yeah. No. You fucking pussy. I think it's a respect thing. Yeah, of course. You know, I don't know. How can you respect them though? The dead people? No, the ones that were murdered. I'm being sarcastic. I know. I, I was I, actually I, going like, is he for, just for real? God, Jesus, he is fucking. He's got saws and axes right over there. <laughs> oh, he sure do. Okay. Yeah, that would be crazy. Do you have a workshop at the cabin or at your house? I don't. I have one in my garage. Yeah. At the house. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm gonna probably have one out. Of, like I said, there's not a lot out at the cabin. There's two blow up mattresses because we stayed out there one. Oh, night. so you haven't even gotten yeah. into it yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Are you handy? Do you like to build shit? Um. I try to be, but I don't know that anyone who's actually handy would call me handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no one needs to. For anyone who's handy, there's someone who's handier. Sure, of course. You know what I mean? So who gives a shit? I love doing shit. It just, it's like, if I'm going to, like, take a break from, like, trying to be creative comedically, it's got to be by doing something else creative. I saw two things when I came to see you at your house. Yeah. I saw a bike on its side with no pedals and then on the stairs two pedals uh-huh. with a with a multi-tool yeah like you know like a swiss army knife but with like screwdrivers and shit yeah on. yeah and then i saw bunk beds mm-hmm. that uh you had made mm-hmm. Fe- that's fantastic yeah that was fun you know so i made those bunk beds right so I used to have like a, a giant workbench in here and then i'd open those up and then i'd build out there okay so i'm building the bunk beds in the alley I build them from scratch, and then I'm like, all right, I built them. I looked at them, I'm like, all right, now let's go take them in. I cleaned, cleared that whole room out. It was like three in the afternoon, and my son had a concert at his school at four. And I'm like, I can get them in there. I can get them built, get the room back, and then I'll worry about painting them later, right? So I go in there. I build them back, and I step away from them, and the top bunk is this far from the ceiling. <laughs> and now it's like it's like 335 and I just go, fucking God, scream. I'm so mad at myself. I don't measure shit, dude. You yeah. know, like measure twice, cut once? No, that is not me. It's eyeball it, do it, go. And I remember I had to take the whole thing down, bring it all back out here, shower, go to the concert, and then had a whole other day where I had to remake them because it just didn't work. I'm the kind of guy that would, in the room, saw four just cut four chunks uh-huh. out of the four by fours and then bracket them back together i wouldn't <laughs> even take them out of the goddamn thing and totally I, totally i was just afraid like because he i like to go up there i can barely like sometimes i'm like what if you fall through the river and I'm like well whatever but <laughs> it's like he is like you know he weighs 30 42 pounds sure. you know he can go up there and the ladder is is janky at best but uh yeah, it's fun. And then we set it up out there, and then my brother was in town. So me, my wife, my brother, and my kids, we all painted it together. Like, I disassembled it. Oh, cool. And it, so they, like, had a hand in it. Yeah, so, like, when it was nice. done, I say the same thing about, like, doing handy stuff, cooking, any kind of project around the house. Like, anytime you can get them involved, they take this, like, ownership on, you know what I mean? I love cooking with my daughter. Yeah, what's that like at 15? I mean, I'm not even close to having a 15-year-old. It's, it's great, you know? She's into it. She picks what she wants to eat. And yeah. then... um you know, so I think sometimes she would prefer the quickness of just going to grab something from the grocery store, like a pre-made pesto or something. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's more fun for us to get dirty and laugh about all the spills. And yeah. I, I, I love it. There's you a put there's music a, on. What do you do? Yeah, music sometimes. Other times, um, she's big into TikTok. Uh huh. And so a lot of times, she'll set something up and we'll work on dance moves, and then we'll both be chopping, and then we'll hear the beep. And we'll wait for three seconds and then turn around and do our big dance routine in the kitchen. <laughs> That's tight. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I bet. She must fucking love that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for now. Yeah. I don't, she hasn't turned into the, you know, how everyone tells you to, well, just wait. It's going to suck. She's going to hate you. I haven't hit that yet. Yeah. I mean, is that inevitable? Did your son do that? Not really, but I also, I mean, I just keep hearing it from everyone. Yeah. So I keep waiting and it's not happening. But everyone has been saying this since she was 12. Yeah. So... I have so I went boy girl, okay, and we have always said it's going to be like we 
just based on their personalities now, it feels like what life is going to be like is he's going to be like a junior, she's going to be like a sophomore. Is are they a year behind? Oh, they'll be two years behind. She'll be a freshman, and I'll be like, he's going to like come to us and be like, hey, uh, I just finished up my homework. I thought I'd maybe go to the batting cages with Eric. You guys cool with that? I'm like, yeah, go ahead, man. And then like I'd walk him out, and then I'd come back, and I'll be like, hey, have you heard from River? And my wife is going to be like, yeah, she just texted. She says she's in Santa Barbara with Ricky and don't come looking for her. <laughs> That's what our life, it feels like it's going to be. I don't know. I mean, she's amazing in her own right. But she's just like independent and, and like fucking just bullheaded and strong where he's like, yeah, okay, sure. Go okay. with the flow type of thing. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. The other day we went to like the rock gym together and we were rock climbing and I was like, he doesn't like to go too high, you know? He goes a little bit, and then he's good. And I keep... So then I would be like, yeah, all right, let's go try this other wall. And then you do that. I'm like, we'll go back to that other one you just did? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, keep going, bud. Keep going. And he'd be like, no. And I was like, all right. And I get excited, and I'm climbing too. And he goes, dad, he's five. And I go, yeah. He goes, you wish you were a kid, huh? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Enjoy this time, because it's the greatest. Yeah. And then I said this on the podcast last week, or whatever, whenever order I did it, when we took them or Kate took them to Star Wars and my daughter like grabbed my wife and you know like the super bad guy like Lord Palpatine is like Ray, you know Ray the the strong girl yeah. who becomes a Jedi yep. River loves Ray and Ray's his granddaughter and she grabbed my wife and she goes you know mom if I was Lord Palpatine's granddaughter I would hug him and I would kiss him and if he still wanted to be a bad guy I'd kill him Nice. <laughs> my wife was like, "All right." Like we just sit there, like, "What? Well, what if she kills?" Him? Don't you have to meet Ricky in Santa Barbara? Can you, <laughs> can you get out of here, please? Totally. Speaking of which, man, we got to get you out of here. Um, oh. Give me your. Let's give you your website again. ChadDaniels.com and the podcast Middle of Somewhere Podcast. Middle of Somewhere. That's a great name, by the way. Thank you. And if you want to see my dumb jokes on Instagram, you can go to that Chad Daniels. Yeah. And that's oh, all on your, your website as well. Everything. Yep. And go see you on tour because you're touring a lot. Or you're not as much, but it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I like to have fun, so come on out. Awesome, sure. man. I don't know. I'm not good at promotion. Yeah. I, I like to have fun. You should also be there. <laughs> Who's going to see that guy? Awesome, man. This is great. Thanks for having me. You got it. <laughs>